Good evening, this is Mr. Denning. Tonight, tonight actually, I'm going to read two chapters of Frankenstein's Dog because both chapter 9 and 10 are fairly short. So I'm going to do two chapters tonight. Bonus. Here we go. Let go of me! The words burst from my throat. I lurched forward and tore free of the hands holding me. I spun around. Robbie! He nodded. Don't be scared, cat. But, but, I sputtered. He motioned to the figure sprawled face down on the floor. Did you think that was me? Why, yes, I stammered. I saw you there on the floor and I realized I was still shaking. Robbie strode into the room and bent down over the fallen figure. It's just a robot, he said. He lifted one arm, then let it fall limply back to the floor. It's a broken robot. It looks so lifelike, I said, starting to feel a little more normal. I really thought, Robbie shook his head. Your uncle isn't a very good housekeeper. Why did he leave a broken robot lying here? Good question, I said. Robbie motioned down the hall. Let's see what surprises there are in the next room. I sighed. No thanks. I mean, really, I think maybe I'm through exploring for now. We turned back to the stairs. The statue of Victor Frankenstein kept its guard. I rubbed my hand over the cape as we passed by. The stone felt surprisingly warm. I shivered. I kept seeing those arms and legs sprawled on the floor. This old house was definitely creepy, but that was one reason I came. I wanted to explore my uncle's world. I wanted to capture it all on video. Too bad you didn't bring your phone up here, Robbie said as if reading my thoughts. You could have started your video blog. I know, I left it in my room, I said. Maybe tomorrow. We made our way down the stairs, half walking, half sliding down the creaking wooden banister. At the bottom, we found ourselves facing the door to Uncle Victor's lab. Let's go in and see what he's doing, I said. I knocked on the door. No reply. I knocked again, a little harder. I brought my ear close to the door and listened. I couldn't hear any activity in there. Uncle Victor, are you in there? I called. Silence. I turned to Robbie. He must have gone out. Have you ever seen the lab? No, Robbie said, never. I turned the knob and pulled open the door. Come on, I said. It's amazing. I'll show it to you. Robbie held back. Are you sure we should go in there? Of course, I said. What could happen? That was in chapter 9. Now I'll read chapter 10. I led the way into the lab. The lights were all on. Computer screens flickered. Big glass tubes of chemicals bubbled and fizzed. No sign of Uncle Victor. The air smelled like my dentist's office. A sharp, clean medicine smell. It's like we stepped into an old horror movie, Robbie said. A mad scientist uses this lab to turn animals into humans. He picked up a test tube containing a purple liquid. One drink of this and you'll become a werewolf. Put it down, I said. My uncle is not a mad scientist. He tilted the test tube to his mouth and pretended to drink the purple liquid. Then he opened his mouth wide and let out a wolf roar. You're not funny, I said. See all these computers? Uncle Victor isn't making werewolves. He's learning about artificial intelligence. He's making robots that can think for themselves. Robots that are definitely smarter than you. Sorry, Rob Robbie said. He set down the test tube. Just joking, you know. Well, you sounded like the villagers. All that mad scientist talk isn't funny. Robbie walked around the long table filled with beakers and tubes and huge glass containers of colorful liquids. Wow, he murmured. Wow. This lab is awesome. I followed him over to the table of computers. He counted them. Twelve? Your uncle has twelve computers going at once? What's that about? About being a genius, I said. 
I don't know why, but I felt like defending Uncle Victor to Robbie. I didn't like the mad scientist jokes. I knew how serious and smart my uncle was. Robbie just kept muttering, wow. He was impressed. We walked back to the lab table and gazed at brightly colored chemicals running through tubes, fizzing in their glass containers. I wonder what he's mixing up here, he said. I don't know, I said. Wish he was here. He could tell us. He could. I stopped when I heard a soft thud. It was followed by a low groan, like an animal in pain. What was that? I cried. Robbie motioned to the narrow door at the back wall. It came from back there, I think. We heard another groan. Kind of like that. Then a rustling sound. It was definitely coming from the other side of that door. Robbie started toward it. Stop, I called. Uncle Victor said to stay away from there. Huh? Robbie spun back to me. Stay away? Yes, I replied. He said he keeps his failures in there. Robbie scrunched up his face. His failures? What does that mean? Another thud against the door. Then silence. Silence except for the bubbling of the chemicals in the tubes and beakers. I spotted Frank, my uncle's most advanced robot, standing by the window. The robot stood stiffly, arms hanging limply at its sides, eyes shut. Robbie, check this dude out, I said, motioning to Frank. It's Uncle Victor's most awesome robot. He named the robot Frank. Robbie stepped up to the robot. He raised his right hand and shook hands with it. How do you do, Frank? Nice to meet you. Are you smarter than me, like Cat says? Robbie let go of the hand and dropped it back to Frank's side. He's so smart, Robbie said. He can't even answer me. He shut off, dummy, I said. Robbie laughed. Who's the dummy? When he's powered up, he's totally human, I said. Seriously, he talks like a human and he moves around naturally. He answers your questions. He can really think. Robbie stared at Frank's human-looking face. Then he turned to me. Go ahead, cat. Power him up. I want to see him come alive. I, I don't think we should, I replied. Robbie frowned at me. You mean you don't know how to power him up? Oh, I know how, I said. I just don't think Uncle Richter would like it. Frank can be a little dangerous. I mean, he squeezed my hand and just for a minute, Robbie said. Half a minute. Come on. I want to see him open his eyes and say something. That's all. Then you can turn him off, right? Hmm. I thought hard about it. Okay, I said finally, just for a few seconds. I stepped up to the robot. I lifted his arm and pushed back the sleeve of his Grateful Dead t-shirt. My fingers found the switch in his armpit and I clicked him on. That is the end of chapter 10. Next time, chapter 11.